Welcome to Behold, a podcast for women longing to live a life worthy of the call they have received. I'm Christy Horsch, and this is episode 88. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 88 of the podcast. Let's get started with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, come and be a part of every moment of our lives. Help us to recognize when you are calling us, and give us the virtues that we need to go after those dreams you've placed on our hearts. Help us to recognize that when we are not following your will, we're not living according to your plan. That isn't where we want to be because we've come to learn that freedom comes from you. Freedom comes in following you. So even though not following your plan might seem more comfortable at the time, that discomfort is actually going to lead us to to such a better place. Help us to see that. Help us to see with your eyes. Give us the graces and the wisdom that we need to become the woman that you've called us to be. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so sometimes we don't feel like we know what God wants from us. And we're just not sure what he's calling us to. And sometimes we know exactly what he's calling us to, and we just go for it. We're all in. Other times, we know God is calling us to do something, but we aren't doing it. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about when we know what he's calling us to do, but we aren't doing it. Interestingly, as I was getting ready for this episode, I found out that that this is a part of the definition of sloth. When we look at the vice of sloth, one of the seven deadly sins, it's actually defined as reluctance to make an effort. And so if we are not making an effort to follow God's will and do what he's calling us to do, we are falling into sloth. And now I think we all know that one of the synonyms for sloth is often, we often kind of think of it as being lazy. And at times this might be the case. It might be laziness that is keeping us from going after what God is calling us to do. It's one more thing to do. We don't have the energy. We would rather spend our little bit of extra time scrolling or binging Netflix or eating ice cream than tackle what's God, what God is asking us to do. And if you find yourself in this situation, you may just begin to think, well, maybe I'm just lazy, but you probably aren't. Your actions may be lazy, but that doesn't mean that you have to identify as a lazy person. Brains are funny because once we start to identify as something, even if it isn't true, our brain really wants to prove that it is true. So we start to show up that way. If you find yourself thinking, well, I'm just too lazy. The first thing to do is to ask yourself, why do I think I'm lazy? Now, and the funny thing is when we ask ourselves a question, our brain a question, our brain will always answer. And so your brain will tell you, your brain will give you an answer. Why do I think I'm lazy? 
Maybe your brain says, well, compared to so-and-so, you seem lazy. So you're comparing yourself to someone else. It was just a couple episodes we talked about the dangers of comparison. So maybe you've been comparing yourself, but you aren't actually lazy at all. You're just in a different season than they are. They're in a season where they're able to accomplish more because they don't have the same circumstances in their life that you do. And remember, God isn't asking us to accomplish many things. God is asking us to be faithful. And so remember, when he know when we know what he's calling us to and we're choosing not to do it, that's what we're talking about today. So when you ask your brain, why do I think I'm lazy? And your brain doesn't give you a comparison. Maybe instead it says, well, I'm lazy because I spend so much time on social media. And that in that instance, that's a buffer. That's something that you're doing to escape your feelings, to escape your reality that oftentimes will leave you feeling drained and is usually kind of unproductive. Buffering activities, remember we've talked about this in a previous episode, they're not inherently bad. You're just doing them to avoid, to avoid, to avoid your feelings, to avoid your life. You're not being intentional when you're buffering. And so then these activities usually end up leaving you feeling just so drained rather than recharged. So you ask yourself, why do I think I'm lazy? And your brain answers. And it's either probably answering with a comparison or showing you all the ways that you're buffering. Then you get to ask yourself a follow-up question. And that follow-up question is, why am I doing that? Why am I comparing myself to her? Why am I buffering like this? And maybe you're comparing because you aren't sure, sure of your worth. Maybe you're buffering because you've got some really hard things going on right now and you're just want to have some time where you're avoiding dealing with it. Or maybe you're buffering because you haven't been taking care of yourself. You've been taking care of everyone else. And this is the only way you know to get even any kind of a break. Even if it doesn't recharge you, at least it's a break. So see, your brain's going to start giving you these whys. Why am I doing this? And then once you know that why, you can explore that answer. You can dive deeper in. For example, where we said, maybe you're not taking care of yourself. You can take a step back. How can I take care of myself so that I don't need to buffer like this so I can go and follow God's will in the way he's calling me to? We can also look at our at the model. And if you remember way back from episode three, we dive a little deeper into the model and we learned that behind every action there is a thought. And that's the same with inaction. So there is a thought behind our inner inaction. There's a thought behind us not doing God's will. And so if you remember the model, we have our circumstance and our circumstance is neutral. And then we have a thought which leads to a feeling which gives us an action which leads to our result. And sometimes our action is an actual action or sometimes it's an inaction that we're not doing what we want to do. But either way, it'll get us to our result. So first, our circumstance is that God calls us to do something, and we know what that thing is. And then we're going to have a thought and a feeling. And that thought and feeling are going to lead to our inaction. That's why we haven't been moving forward in this. We're not going after what God is calling us to. We're buffering, we're scrolling, we're binging Netflix. 
We're not using our time intentionally. So then you want to look, what thoughts and feelings are leading you to that action? Maybe you think, I can't follow God's plan. And when you think that thought, I can't follow God's plan, you probably feel sad or maybe hopeless. Maybe you feel unworthy. And then this leads to those buffering actions and not moving forward. And then your result is that you're not following God's plan. Your thought just proved your result. Or maybe you're thinking, I don't want to. I just don't want to do that. That's not part of my plan. I don't want to do this. And then you have this feeling of rebellion. And so then your action is that you're not going to do what he wants because you're feeling rebellious about it. Whatever the thought and feeling might be, just look at why. What's leading you to, to not act on what God is calling you to do? We need to care for ourselves. We need to see where these thoughts are coming from. And then we can adjust our thoughts to a more intentional place after we've processed through those feelings, when we're ready. So we can start thinking thoughts like, I'm a woman who follows God's will. Because when we think that thought, we're going to feel confident. We're going to be much more likely and motivated to act in the way that he's called us to. And then our result is that we do become that woman. We become that woman who is following God's will. At the beginning of this episode, we talked about sloth and how often it's associated with laziness. We think of, when we think of somebody who has, is slothful, we think of someone laying on the couch, not moving, not doing much. But interestingly, as I was researching for this episode, I found that sloth can take other forms too. Because remember, sloth isn't only laziness. Sloth is not doing what God is calling you to do. So it's not only that lazy person on the couch, it's also that ultra busy person, that workaholic, someone who is too consumed with other things to live out God's calling. God calls us to a rich and full and abundant life. And he wants to be a part of every area. This means that he wants to be a part of your work. He also wants to be a part of your rest. If we are so busy that there's no time for rest, we are not living out his will. Again, if you find yourself not doing his will, falling into sloth, you're falling into sloth even if it's because you're too busy rather than being lazy. And so again, it's time to take inventory. Once we become aware of things, just becoming aware can make such a difference. And we can ask ourselves, why am I not doing his will? Why am I scheduling every minute of my day on things that he has not necessarily called me to? Why am I acting like this? And we can look at the model again. We can break through, go through it again, do some self-coaching. So we can see where this is coming from, why we're not following his will. Because what it all comes down to is that we need to be intentional to live God's will well. If we're constantly reacting to the next crisis, busily moving through life from one thing to the next, consumed with the culture that values always being on the go over rest, avoiding our feelings, seeking comfort and entertainment rather than that growth and intentionality, then we are being slothful because we're not living his will. And I don't think that we're always aware that we're actively going against his will. We think that we'll get to it when things slow down or when the kids grow up. 
But if you're being called to do something now, God isn't asking you to wait. There are times when God asks us to wait to do his will. But if you're clear that he's calling you now, then that isn't a time to wait. And if you know he's calling you, then you don't have to wait because he's giving you everything you need right now in this moment, even in the circumstances you're in. So once you take inventory about why you aren't feeling his will, following his will, you've looked at your model, and then you can just start making adjustments. If you're buffering because you aren't taking care of yourself, you're going to start getting intentional about self-care. If you're feeling rebellious against his will, explore that. Why are you feeling rebellious against God? Do you have a wound there? Is this something that you need to surrender him to him? He loves you so much. If your schedule has left you no time for his will, then it's time to take a hard look at your commitments. What is actually necessary and what isn't? What is he calling you to and what is he calling you to let go? And as you're doing that, you can also lean into the quote unquote cure for sloth. One, one thing you can do is you can keep holy the Sabbath. You can set up your schedule so that Sunday is your day of rest for your family. A day where you go to mass, where you enjoy leisure activities that you all like, where you put your work down. Two, you can get very intentional with your schedule. Don't just react to the world or things that seem urgent, but have an actual schedule and keep it. I know that as moms, we have to be flexible, but I have found that having a schedule even if we don't stick to it perfectly, I'm much more intentional about my day and about my time. And I'm much more willing to follow God's will that way. And the interesting thing about that, and this is probably a topic for another episode, but when we follow a schedule and we create that schedule with God, we are where we said we were going to be. We are where God had asked us to be. And so then there becomes more room for spontaneity because we aren't making up for the things we've missed when we didn't follow our schedule earlier. Okay, so we had one, follow the Sabbath, two, be intentional in our schedule, and three, we can start to grow the virtues that counter the vice of sloth. According to CatholicAnswers.com, the virtues that are often seen to combat sloth are justice, charity, and magnanimity. And justice is because by fulfilling his will, that's, that's just, it is just to do his will. It's just to us. It's just to him. It's just to our neighbor. Charity, because our motivation to put down our selfish seeking of comfort through our laziness or our busyness, it comes from divine charity, from a supernatural love of God and neighbor and self. And finally, magnanimity means being great souls. This is the virtue that is going to give us the confidence to rise up and do what he's calling us to do, believing that we can do all things through his strength. If you know God's will for your life right now, it's time to be bold and follow it. It's time to lean on his strength, weed out the lies that are keeping us stuck in sloth, and ask the Lord for the virtues of charity, justice, and magnanimity. 
when we do that, we'll be one step closer to living our lives worthy of the call we have received. I'm Christy Horsch. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you'll take a moment to rate, view, and share this episode with a friend. If this topic sounds familiar to you or you feel like you aren't living how God has called you to live, come and join us in Beckend. Beckend is the Behold Monthly Life Coaching Membership where we deep dive into the, these concepts. For the month of May, we're going to be doing a cell phone intensive. If you think you spend too much unintentional time on your phone or on social media, then this intensive is for you. You can go to my website, beholdyourlife.com, for more information on how to join us for that, that challenge and for more information on how to join Beckend. And in the meantime, I will be praying for you and I'll see you next week. God bless.